God desires each believer to know Him and have His mind about how He wants us to live holy lives. But when our decisions deal with everyday issues and modern standards, it's hard to draw a line, and we wonder if it even matters. This week in Walk Talks, Mike Graham dives into a study about these gray areas in life and helps us develop discernment to apply the Bible to our daily choices. Welcome back to Walk Talks. Today, we're going to be talking about the conscience of gray areas. Now, remember, gray areas are those areas that Scripture does not specifically forbid or condone, okay? So last time we were together, we talked about the purpose of gray areas. And the purpose of those gray areas is that we would seek the Lord. But the second thing I want to talk about is the conscience of gray areas. Now, I will say this from the very beginning that there is a lot of information here. So I wish I would do it justice, but for sake of time, I know I won't, but let's hit the highlights, okay? So the conscience of gray areas. So number one, uh, your conscience is your guide to right and wrong. God has put your conscience in you so that you would be able to navigate through life uh, between right and wrong. <clears throat> Romans chapter two, verse 14 through 15 says, for when the Gentiles which have not the law. So they didn't have the word of God uh, up to that point. Do by nature the things contained in the law. These, having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. In other words, what Paul is saying here is that the Gentiles who didn't even have the word of God, God put in their hearts the law of God, and this is part of the new covenant, that he put the law of God in the hearts of the people so that they would understand the difference between right and wrong. Now you say, well, why don't all people do right and wrong? Well, we'll get to that in just a second. But understand that your conscience is what God has put in you to bear witness of what is right and what is wrong. So your conscience really should be followed. Now, not blindly, and I will we'll talk about that more in just a second, but and I will say this, your ignorance is not a good excuse for why you do right and wrong. You say, well, I didn't have any problems doing this or that, okay, in a gray area. Well, just because you don't know doesn't mean that's a good excuse. And we'll talk about uh, what is the authority of our conscience. But the second thing I want us to understand is your conscience can be misguided. First Timothy chapter four, verse one through three says this, now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidden to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. In other words, what Paul is saying is there are some people who, through the teachings of other people or the misguiding of their own sinful nature, will go against their conscience or their conscience has been taught wrong. 
Some were taught that you, you shouldn't marry, you shouldn't eat meat, you shouldn't do these things. And they've given some kind of reasons, which some people have believed. And so thereby, they think that if they do these certain things, whether it be in this particular passage, getting married or eating meat, they felt like they were doing wrong. And their conscience was uh, trained to the point where they felt like what God had even said was okay to do, they felt like it was wrong. Their conscience was misinformed. Their conscience was misguided. The reality is our conscience can be misguided. When we listen to people and we listen to their reasonings and we listen to their uh, all the evidences that they may give us, our conscience may be misguided because we believe what they say. And, and look, that's not always a bad thing, but understand that other people's opinions are, are not the standard. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we'll talk about in just a second, the scripture is indeed the standard for our conscience. So when we're dealing with gray areas, some people's conscience are going to lean in one direction where they feel like it's okay. Well, we understand ignorance is not a good uh, excuse for that, but your conscience is your guide. Some people's conscience have never been trained. Some people's conscience have been misguided, okay, to the point where they may do something even though it may appear to be um, right, it may appear to be uh, conservative even, does not mean that it is the right thing. The question is, is what does scripture say? And does people, are, are people using scripture to say something that it does not say? So we wanna be careful because our consciences can be misguided. Number three, your conscience can be educated. Because we look in 1 Corinthians chapter eight, and this is a key passage on dealing with matters of the conscience, okay, and matters of gray areas. But 1 Corinthians 8, verse 6 and 7, it says, But to us there is but one God, the Father, so of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Howbeit, there is not in every man that knowledge. Now, the specific thing he's talking about here is meat offered to idols. And so what he's saying is there's not within everybody the knowledge that an idol is nothing and that there's uh, an idol is a piece of wood or a piece of metal. It's, it's really nothing. But some people who were saved out of idol worship, to them, that was a very, very big deal. And so to eat meat, which was part of their worship to idols, while it was in order in eating that meat, it was like they were worshiping that idol all over again. And so for some people, they couldn't do that. Their conscience wouldn't allow them to do that. But Paul's saying, look, we know, we have this knowledge that eating this meat is nothing. There's An idol is really nothing. Only God, God blesses uh, the food, God blesses this meat. And so we are to receive it with thankfulness. But not in every man, there's not this knowledge. So in other words, knowledge would be helpful because it goes on to say there in verse seven, for some with conscience of the idol unto this hour, 
eat it as a thing offered unto an idol. And their conscience being weak is defiled. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But the reality is, is their conscience tells them like, look, I can't do this because when I eat this meat, it's like I'm worshiping this idol. And that's what their conscience says. And so now their conscience says, no, I want to do right. I serve God and only God. And so therefore to do this ritual, um, to eat this meat that has been offered to idols, I can't do that. Okay, but the knowledge would be helpful as they grow in their relationship with the Lord and they grow in their knowledge and understanding. They may come to that point where they understand that eating meat was, was not a big deal. And they can do so without feeling like they're worshiping that idol. But it might take time. It might take some more training and education. But we do know that scripture says, as we talked about last time, that we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, so why? We are to study so that we can understand the mind of God. So when dealing with these different gray areas, you need to educate your conscience based upon the word of God. So your conscience can be misguided. There are many times where people will tell you things and you will accept them to be true and you will your actions will reflect that. It may be where you go or what you do, but your actions will reflect what people have taught you. Again, that's not always a bad thing, especially as a young person, but it is incumbent or uh, it's imperative, especially as an adult, as a parent, that we get our instructions from the word of God. Because if we are telling people to do something that the word of God does not specifically command, we may be, uh, if I can use the phrase, binding their conscience. They believe it's wrong. And if they were to go against it, they would indeed be doing wrong uh, because somebody has taught them incorrectly about what the word of God truly says. Again, I don't want to go into specifics and there may be a lot of people who are like wanting this list, tell me what that is. But the reality is, is I'm not the authority. Scripture is the authority in this matter. And so our conscience can be misguided, but it can be educated. Number four, your conscience can be defiled. First uh, Corinthians chapter eight, verse seven, this is how be it. And we talked about this verse already. There is not in every man that knowledge for some with conscience of the idol unto this hour, eat it as a thing offered unto an idol. In other words, they're doing idol worship in their mind. And somebody has said, look, it's no problem. Just eat the meat. It's no big deal. And so the verse goes on and says, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Even though that knowledge that would, that education, if they really truly studied it and understood it, they may come to that point where they understand that yes, they can indeed eat meat with a clear conscience. But up to that point, they couldn't. And if we, if you as a brother or sister in Christ encourage someone to do something that is um, against their conscience, their conscience can be defiled. In other words, their conscience is screaming within, within them saying, no, don't, you can't do this. This is wrong. We shouldn't do this. Uh, but they do it anyway and they go against their conscience. Okay, folks, that's not where we should be. We shouldn't be doing things like that because, again, 
that conscience is what God has put in us as a guide to what is right and wrong. And if we constantly make a habit of defiling our conscience, okay, um, it, it's, it's not a good thing. And so we want to make sure that we are educating our conscience, but we're also following it because it is the guide that God has given us. And as new believers, as a, new believers, but as believers, God has also given us the spirit of God, but God uses his word in, in those situations, okay? So your conscience can be defiled. And lastly, and I know I've gone long here today, but your conscience is not the standard. Scripture is the standard, folks. 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So scripture is the ultimate authority. And then we see love for God and love for others. Matthew 22, verse 37 says this, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So our love for God and our love for other people. Because 1 Corinthians verse eight, chapter 8, verse 1 says this, Now it's touching things offered unto idols. We know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. And I heard one preacher put it this way, Knowledge stops with me, love stops with you. And what does that mean? In other words, I may have knowledge, such as you know, 1 Corinthians 8 talks about, I may have knowledge that I can indeed eat meat offered to idols and, and my conscience is not defiled. Others may not. So therefore, my knowledge can puff me up and cause me to do things that are not helpful to others. But love edifies. Love looks at others and says, okay, how can I be a benefit and help to them. I don't want to. I don't want to hinder their conscience. I want to help them educate their conscience, not out of some uh, era of superiority or like my knowledge is better than yours, but rather the what does the Word of God say? Let's go to the Word of God. Let's study the Word of God. Let's study to show ourselves approved unto God. Let's not misguide our conscience. Not, let's not. Let us not let others misguide our conscience. Let us keep our conscience clean before God so that way we can move forward. Again, that's just a very, very fast synopsis of our conscience when dealing with gray areas. Hope this is a help to you. Looking forward to next time. We'll talk to you then. for being a part of Walk Talks today by listening and subscribing to our podcast. Follow us on social media for sneak peeks at future episodes and to share your favorites with others who would benefit as well. We hope your heart has been enriched by God's word to take your next step in following Christ.